0: Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The post-Civil War landscape of the American West offers escape and opportunities to many new immigrants who come to the country's shore. A few of them brave the journey to the camp town of Missouri Crossing, each looking for a new lease on life in the Dakota Territories. Join the settlers of Missouri Crossing, including Gregory Smith, played by Joaquin, Sister Margaret Miller, played by Monica, Bjorn Hagman, played by Chris, and Craig as the keeper of arcane lore, as we explore the horrors that await us on Down Darker Trails. The group of you are on the eastern bank of the Mississippi Watching as Bjorn is making his way towards the edge of the river. On the other side are two natives who are just standing there staring back at you. What are you doing, Bjorn?
0: I slowly go walking up to him, kind of like with my hands, not like on my two pistols at all. I don't have my rifle with me. I would say my rifle is like left with my horse. And I was kind of trying to walk like in a over-accentuated, like, you know, kind of hands out a little bit way, just kind of showing that I come in peace and I'm not like coming to mean any kind of harm.
1: Yeah, um, you see um, from across the river, because you seven crossed, that one of them turns and says something to the other. You can't hear it and probably wouldn't be able to understand it even if you could. But uh, one of them like makes a gesture and then they both look back at you again.
0: How far away from them am I about right now? I'm going to say more than 100 meters, but less than 200. Oh, so quite a distance away. All right, so I'm going to keep walking up to where, where I, I can get into, like, you know, speaking range without having to yell, you know? And I'm just going to, while I go up there, be like, hello, hello, and with my hands kind of like I said out. One of
1: them uh, looks over to the um,
0: other and says something, and
1: the second one pauses again and raises his arm to you and puts it down. Looking at him, they... They appear to be um one has a bit longer hair and the other one has like um a shaved head with like a little bit it's almost like a ponytail with it shaved all the way the back and like you're recognizing now like there's like a uh red piece of cord with like some decorative uh like you think they might be feathers or something. They're they have some sort of like uh you can't tell if it's like leather or some sort of linen wrapped around them, but then uh the one who didn't raise his hand um, then kind of like uh, gestures um, down towards uh, the North end of the river that you came from.
0: I look in that direction. This is
1: the direction that you just uh, had ridden from. And uh, you see uh, that one of them starts picking up uh, what someone earlier thought was a large rock. And you And they're like, they're like kind of picking it up and like they're rolling it along the edge of the bank. It can't be that heavy, but it's like sort of like a circular, like the, like if you took like a, like a coconut and cut it in half or something.
0: So you're saying there's two in front of me, then they motion down towards the bank of the river to where there's two, two other pushing a rock. No, there's just, just two of them. They just started, uh,
1: um, they like lifted up what you guys thought was a rock earlier and start rolling it northwards on the beach.
0: Oh, okay. So the two that I was walking towards start doing that. You're saying, okay, I yes. gotcha. Like, and I look at them and I see what they're doing, and I'm like, uh, and are they dressed like natives? Or are they dressed more like Europeans? You notice that they are wearing uh,
1: some sort of traditional outfit. You again can't tell if it's either leather or linen, but mm. um, you notice that there's like a one of them has a red headband with feathers
0: in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I know you mentioned that before. Sorry. So I go up to them and I and I say uh hello do you speak english do you speak english friend they stop um they stop uh
1: pushing the rock for a bit and they keep gesturing down northwards a little bit
0: i look at them and i just kind of like see what that they're obviously not causing any harm to the camp or even coming up towards the camp you know what i mean that like they're doing something so i go back towards uh where 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 our camp is at um as you
1: Head back. Um, you notice that eventually they get to a spot, um, in the river and they kind of push the rock over and then, as and then they kind of get inside of it.
0: Ah, and it's like a canoe, huh?
1: Yeah, it's like, um, now that you're seeing what's going on and have a better view of it, you notice that they're actually in a very small boat and they appear to be crossing the Mississippi, um, just a further bit more north than they were and they are kind of like getting pushed um southerly by the uh current as it um as it takes them closer to
0: you so it looks like they're coming towards us that's why they're crossing the river so i'm going to go up towards the where they're going to be at you know what i mean i'm going to head towards that way
1: yeah you're going to go towards like a intercept yeah 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 okay
0: they eventually uh get to the
1: eastern bank and um One of them gets out um, while still in the water and helps the other uh, kind of uh, get the boat back on on land. And you notice it's like this, uh, like tightly woven um, reed basket. looks like maybe reeds or willows or something with some stretched skins on top of it, covering it. And now you can understand why at a distance it was uh, perceived as a rock. But um, you're maybe about uh, 10, 20 meters from them at this point.
0: I say, then I start walking up to him, like, hello,
1: friend, you, uh, you speak English? Since you are not a native English speaker, I'm going to have to really make you a speak English Roll.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, see if you can... Uh, let's see. What skill is that again? Uh, language English. Language. Okay. Oh, English. 30%. Okay. I got it. Sorry. 30%. Let me go ahead and roll it here. Nope. Did not make it. 79 you see one of the
1: natives kind of looks at you, and he has a very quizzical look on his face. Um, and he says something in a native tongue that you have no idea what he's saying to the other one. And the second one kind of laughs a little bit.
0: I just kind of smile, like, you know, doing that awkward smile like I'm in on the joke. But I do I see them have anything in this boat or is it just them two? Uh, you see, like, uh, like a stick with what appears to be
1: some sort of uh, string or line, and it looks like a fishing hook on it. Um, you notice that the thread and hook appear to be of, like, uh, industrial manufactured instead of, like, um, made by hand.
0: Oh, you, you go fishing. I make, like, a fishing, like, movement with my hands. They, they kind of look
1: at you and start uh, laughing to each other, and uh, they kind of point back um, directly at the camp. Gregory and Margaret, um, you see this sort of almost comical scene unfolding in front of you. And then all of a sudden you see that the one of the uh, savages that um, you thought was going to attack you starts pointing at you.
2: Margaret is going to kind of get a little closer to Gregory and look a little bit confused. What on earth is he doing? You can't tell me he's actually going to bring them to the comp, is he?
3: Well... I mean, they might have something to trade or something. I, I, I knew it was a few traders who would come here and there to the, to the army like during the war, but I don't know. They, they're not shooting them full of arrows, so looks like they're not dangerous. Besides, we have, we, we, have, we have a number of them, so if there's any trouble, we can handle it.
2: Well, if you say so, Mr. Gregory. Uh, she still looks very uh, skeptical, but she takes a step sort of behind Gregory just so she can look ahead but not be too close to what's happening
3: so if the arrows start flying he gets a first
2: darn tootin
0: (laughs) so i motion towards the camp and i kind of just like you know like a gesture for them to follow me but then i point to my chest and i'm like jean jean and i point to the first one
1: Uh, he kind of looks at you um a little bit and then he says something but um like you don't know what
0: it meant Mm. And I just kind of motion him to follow. I'm like, "Come on, on, come with." And I'm like, "Hey, Gregory." And I'm like, just like, wait, wait, waving my hand as I am walking up, trying to like, what, Jorn's trying to do is like diffuse any tensions that are going on right now by being overly, you know, happy and kind of like comforting, you know, toward and trying to convey that to Gregory, like, "Hey, we're we're happy, we're polite." Are, you know? So can
1: I hear him from the other side? Yeah, you, um, well. They're still on the near side. Um, they crossed me the way over. Right. And you see uh, Bjorn uh, leading the two natives back towards the camp. Father Noss kind of um, approaches uh, the two of
3: you and says, what do you think that boy's doing? Gregory says, it looks like he wants to bring them to talk to us. Maybe they, I, I, honestly, I don't know what's going into that man's head. I've only known him for like two, a few weeks by this point.
2: It would appear he's bringing them over, I suppose, as a gesture of peace.
3: I see. And then um
1: Father Nas um kind of fishes around through his pocket and brings out this big uh like cord with a wooden cross in the end and kind of puts it around his um neck and he's kind of hold kind of holds it up. Bjorn, can you make me
0: a psychology roll? Yes, I can give me one second here, please. I have a psychology score of 50%. So I'm gonna go ahead and roll that right now. Ooh. I got one hundred on my roll, so that's a botch.
1: You're you're kind of looking at um, like these natives, and it becomes very apparent to you that you have no idea what their actual intent are intent is, and like what sort of. Uh, damage that they're capable of um you could do something in the 7th edition rules called pushing the roll if you want to try it again
0: yes i'll go ahead and push that roll then
1: so the mechanic for this works is we have to agree upon a a bad thing that could happen if you fail this one you don't have to push it but
0: yeah, I, I'm gonna push it and I'm gonna think if I push it then and if I fail then I'm gonna misinterpret something they say or do as like they meant to cause us harm. Okay. All right. And I'm really taking a crap shot here. Woo! 31 made it. I just realized I kind of almost could have like ruined everything completely with my I roll, but go ahead.
1: That's good. Um so like it you are kind of um still confused of what's going on, but then they start talking um and you uh you hear the word Pierre, and like uh, one of them points over at uh, Father Noss, and like who's holding out this cross, and you're making the connection that they are understanding that he is some sort of holy man.
0: Oh, hey, uh, Father Noss and uh, Sister Sister Mila. It seems like that um, don't you know that they are uh, that they recognize you for being holy people, which means they've they've probably interacted with uh, Europeans or or settlers like us before. Maybe they could be help. I think maybe they want to trade or maybe they can help us find a way across the river. That, I mean, I think I found a way, but maybe they'd be able to help us migrate uh, over the river there, maybe in trade for something.
2: Uh, sh- sure. If, if you think that's something that's wise that we could be doing, I'm not really sure we could possibly trade to the natives that they wouldn't already have.
0: Well, if you look there, uh, one thing I noticed, uh, what's the word? Uh, oh, and I make like a fish hook symbol with my finger uh the the fish hook on the fish line it's it's uh it's made of metal it's it's manufactured fish hooks yeah fish hook they're using a fish hook you know like so they what i'm saying is that sister my point being sister is that they probably have trade they do trade with the europeans or you trade with settlers because they don't have the capability to make a metal cast iron metal like that do you understand what i mean by that sister
2: I understand. I'm just a bit worried that maybe they scalped the previous um, points of contact, and uh, that's how they got those hooks. <laughs> I, I
0: think, I think that maybe you're letting the 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 Western tales uh, get in your head a little bit, sister. Why would they come over two of them on a boat to a bunch of us? like this if anything if they were to attack us i think they would do it uh at night and stuff
2: well of course i trust you sir um i will just uh stay behind obviously i don't have the communication skills that you do with the natives so uh, i'll watch on
3: <laughs> I have at, to... at that point we the hit suits, the suits look at her and just be like really i i don't have that good communication skills with you let alone the natives but i i could try where's mr freeman have, have you seen mr freeman around is he back yet? No, I think he, honestly, you're the only one who came back from looking around places uh, so far. Oh, God. You
1: might recall um, Russ Freeman uh, went to get the herd settled uh, when uh, Bjorn went off to sc- um, scout. But uh, hmm. Gregory and Margaret, if you want, you can make me a psychology to see if you can kind of understand the intentions that the natives are having, even though right. you don't share a common language. 73, I don't make it. <laughs>
2: I rolled a 39 out of 40.
1: Uh, well, Gregory, you're, you're still a bit confused about the whole situation because like this is honestly the first contact you've had with um, any natives. But Margaret, despite your fears, um, you, you notice that like the, the two natives are kind of like joking around and like don't appear to be like phased by the amount of um, like white settlers that are coming um, over to them right now. And they're they're walking up and they don't seem scared at all. But they also don't um, aren't making like a threatening presence known. I mean, you, you still can feel however you want about them. Um, but then uh, Father Nas um, puts his hand on your shoulders and says, "Come, sister. We we must at least try. This is this is what we're here to do, after all."
2: Of course, Father, you're right. Um, as they come closer, they don't they don't really seem too bad. They seem just like you and I, just a different color, of course.
1: Right, you are. We must always look for God in all things, and. By this time, uh, Bjorn and the two natives have made their way closer to the camp and you are all together within distance to interact and talk.
0: So I think here there might be uh, the the potential for, and I stop for a second, like, um, don't you, uh, like go and I take a stick and I'll like kind of like use my foot to like scrape some, flatten some of the dirt, you know, like get some grass out of the way. And I, and I like point to the two natives and I like take this stick and I draw like a shape of a river and then I kind of like make a circle where like our campment is at. And I kind of like then like make that we're trying to get over the river to the other side. and I point to those two and I'm like, do you know where we could cross the river at? Make a we make a trade? Let's see. I could uh I got persuade if that helps I got yeah
1: I'm I'm trying to think like if there's some sort of like expression type role that would fill this probably
0: persuade or fast talk yeah i have 16 persuade i got five in fast talk
1: yeah let's let's go with uh persuade if you like if see if you can like make your intentions
0: clear and be known. Uh, all right let's go ahead and do that 10 out of 16
1: you see um one of them is kind of looking at the river and then looks back at your drawing and holds his hand out like he wants something um he you see that he's looking at the stick oh and i, I hand him the stick he, um he takes a stick and indicates the circle that you drew and then you see a bend where you drew which um, probably corresponds with the bend that you saw further north and um he kind of takes a few pokes at the sand and makes track marks across the river hmm. and you made your um, track roll earlier so yeah. you you actually put a stone at a spot where you yeah. saw yeah um, if I
0: just confirm yeah that 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 what I found mm-hmm Okay. Oh okay. Yeah. They
1: they start um they start talking amongst each other and then uh father uh, uh nos kind of says to uh Margaret, I I could be wrong, but I'm hearing a few uh French words between the two of them.
2: French words? She kind of stays quiet for a second just so she can listen to the natives as they talk to Bjorn. And she nods slowly. She says, I, I think you're right, sir.
1: Um, It could be that they've had some experience with French fur traders or something, but uh, they, I mean, they don't seem hostile to me and indicates to the kind of like the sand table that um, Bjorn and the two are making, he indicates that maybe they've done this sort of thing before.
2: It certainly looks like it, even though there's a bit of a communication gap, I think Mr. Bajon is really making headway with them. Perhaps we'll be on, you know, on the other side of the river in no time.
1: Father Nos, uh nods and then says something in French, which I don't believe any of you have French. Nope. 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 Uh-huh. And one of the uh, natives um, peeks up and then says something w- um, with some French-sounding words back to him. And at which point Father Noss says, ah, so... I think he says um his name is Red Fox and the other's name is Rising Cloud. It looks like we have a
0: toper. Thank you uh, her father. Uh ask him, uh, do they are they here to trade or do they want something in trade for what they shared or what are their intentions? Father Noss
1: um speaks some more French for a while and there's um some time um goes on where they're both talking to each other in languages you can't understand. And eventually Father Nos um, turns and says, it's a bit difficult to make out, but uh, first off, they say that you talk very funny. And ah, that's the, <laughs> everyone thinks I talk funny. <laughs> I just start laughing like all loud. And they said that they'd be able to help us um, in trade for either manufactured goods or horses or um, cattle.
0: Or what um can you define help like what they mean by help so I can talk to Mr. Freeman? Like uh do they just mean one-time help or help for the whole trip? There's some more conversing between the three men,
1: and eventually Father Noss um indicates that uh they said that um often travelers would uh get native help to uh, in crossing. Over here, he says that if you were to continue um, several days um, that way, and he indicates northern, uh, uh, northernly uh, way, we we would eventually hit um, the town of Lacrosse, uh, at which we could uh, uh, have white men help us across, or we can cross here, but they say that they can give us a much better deal.
0: Let me uh okay. I'm go- tell him I'm going to go talk to Mr. Gogol and Mr. Freeman. I don't feel comfortable making this call without his okay. I think it's a good deal, but I can't speak on behalf that's Mr. Freeman's cattle. Yes, you, you can. You keep him busy here while well, I go run real quick and go get Mr. Freeman. I
3: certainly will, sir. Thank you, Father. Uh Anyone see my boy? By the by the way, I'll go look for him and I'll I'll just go around, can't making sure every no one uh, starts taking shots at them out of uh, stupidity.
0: Yes. Yeah. Fle- Please, uh, well, you know what? I'll let, I'll let your discretion devise. He needs to learn the authority from someone other than me, so you have my blessing to, to handle it how you would like, Mr. Smith. All right.
1: <sighs>
3: Gregory, what's um your take on all this? You've been pretty quiet. So he's been... So at first he was sort of worried. He was a little bit like concerned about he didn't know what the situation was but when these just you know just the two natives coming along they talk about in french and stuff they say they're trying to help he's just oh it's just you know they're trying to haggle for business and stuff to get stuff out of us he understands that and so he's like okay there's no there's no danger here if they if they wanted to kill us he probably would have already you know shot at us in the trees or something so he's completely so far as so he's oh it's just just you know trading with the natives and stuff it's, he's completely calm by this point
1: right and you do know that um like johan did um Take shots at them. But uh from what you've seen, the only thing that they um, seem to be armed with is uh, fishing supplies. A cruel right.
3: laugh. Not just so, yeah, definitely Gregory is going to start going around the camp, just, you know, friend the word that, you know, we got some friendly natives trading. Don't anybody shoot them. And he is going to look for uh Bjorn's son just to, like, you know, just be like, you know, don't shoot at people when you. Let just, I'm rather of the blue like that.
1: Yeah, it doesn't take you long to find uh, Johan, and he's actually uh, kind of hanging around uh, your, your son, Mark, and uh, kind of like trading stories about um, the experience that uh, Johan
3: had. And I just, hey, boys. Oh, so, uh,
1: Johan. Yes, father.
3: Yes, sir. You mind if I see that gun for a bit? He looks, and then he
1: pulls it off his belt, um, checks it, opens it, closes it, and hands it to you uh, handle first.
3: I take it from him, and he's like, "I see, ah, uh, I see a little bit of a spark from when you uh, shot it." So, Mark, listen up to it. This is gonna be an important lesson for you too. So, you know those uh, those Indians you shot at? Well, I I was just uh, protecting. Uh, I, I'm not saying you did something wrong. I'm just saying you did something rash. And now, kind of lowers his head. Now I know probably your father has talked to you about this stuff before, but listen. It ain't a bad thing to want to keep protect the women. That's what the men's for. But you got to make sure that if you're going to shoot something, you don't miss. And if you want want to make sure it's something worth shooting at. So if you actually hit what you were aiming at, we wouldn't be talking with those Indians right now. We would, we would be still be waiting around trying to find someplace. So you got that? Make sure you know what you're shooting at and if it's worth shooting at. Johan
1: nods his head kind of solemnly. And you see, like your son is kind of like like looking between you and him and trying to piece together what exactly
3: is going on. I hand him back the gun. He takes it. All right. So if you want to go on, your father's going off to talk to Mister Freeman. So if you want to catch up with him or something, I don't know what you want to do. I I, I suppose I should uh, get back to work. Um, yeah. Uh,
1: I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll get the uh, the coffee going. That way, uh, Mister
3: Baker isn't upset. Coffee is always good. And I just sort of usher him off and turn to my son on Mark. He's like, you see that, son? That's how you That's how you handle people without getting up mean about it. Yes, sir. If I, I could, now I could have gone in there yelling, cursing, give the boy a smack on the head. That would have fixed the problem, but it really wouldn't have fixed everything. So sometimes you got to be able to just use your brain a bit. Use your brain to
2: talk.
1: Yes. Yes, Father. You're, you're, you're very smart. In, in fact, and he kind of, pulls out something from his pocket. Do you, do, you, do you know
3: what this is? And he's like kind of showing you a rock. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to... What, what, what do I have to roll though to see if I can identify what the rock is? Can you make me an archaeology ro- roll? <laughs> if I make it, <laughs> I have it at 1%, so we'll see. Uh, anthropology could also work. Oh, anthropology, that's also a one. If I actually make this, I'm going to laugh. No, I don't. You're pretty sure it's a rock. Uh, that's why right. I turned to the boy just like, I'm, so, I, I'm sorry, boy, I don't know rocks. I know metal when it's been melted down, but rocks, uh, sorry. Uh, maybe you want, I want to try, uh, maybe somebody like one of the preachers, they, they got more learning than I do.
1: It's okay, father. And he kind of just like drops on the ground and heads back to your wagon. Hmm. Oh, well, it's probably nothing. Bjorn um it takes you a while um but eventually you locate uh Russ um he's giving directions to some of the other uh, cowboys um with the cattle and you ride up to him and he says Eggman
0: you find us a way across yeah yes, so I did and uh Oh, i found a way and um i also found uh, two natives who are uh, willing to help us across uh, they confirmed that uh what i found uh, is indeed a way to cross the river um uh, they uh want to bargain and uh perhaps uh, make a trade for them being able to help find us a quick uh help us the way across that i found they said uh if we go though a couple more days though not same direction that uh we uh will come to a town where they can have um some settlers help us cross but i think the way that i found with the help of the natives will get us get us across quicker and probably cheaper but i didn't want to negotiate with them uh without you being there mr freeman seeing that this is your uh this is your thing this is your uh this is your uh, and i'm trying to think of the english word your uh project Mm. and he seems to consider that cheaper is better yeah i can negotiate if you want or uh, if you want to be there you can come back with me sir I can come back to you, but what do you think that they want? Uh, the the father, uh, the the priest. He speaks French. They speak French, and um, they said either a uh, couple of horses or some manufactured goods or one of the cattle. I don't think it's much that they want. Oh,
1: we'll see about that. All right. Either way, uh, seems we'll all be spending the night. Make sure that boy of yours uh, has the coffee ready.
0: Uh, yes. So yeah, I'd make sure of that. Yep. All right. T- uh, take me to him. All right, come on. Uh, and then I just kind of like leave, you know, have him follow. You. I take it, he has his own horse and everything, you know, and I tail it back.
1: Yeah. Margaret, you've been uh, kind of left left alone with uh, Father Nos in the company of the two uh, natives, uh, Rising, Crowd, Rising Cloud and Red Fox. What are you doing right now? What are your thoughts on the matter?
2: Seeing that the father speaks French, puts her mind at ease. Now she's similar mindset as Gregory, that if they wanted to kill us, they would have done so. And, you know, she's kind of thinking back on what Jorn said, that if they wanted to try something, you know, we could outnumber... They would have either tried it already or we would have outnumbered them. So she's she's a bit more in an observational mood. She's staring at the natives because obviously they look so drastically different than any man she's ever seen in her life. And she's kind of just looking all over them, trying to... um and mentally i guess catalog the differences between the white man and the red man yeah
1: you're you're kind of like getting a look um a good look at them now like it like they have really high cheekbones um like their eyes are really deep and some prominent noses but to be honest you've seen most of these features in pretty much uh many different cultures um the, the skin tone is you know it's not black like some of the cowhands that you've been riding with but it's not light or like most of the, what uh, you might call civilized folk that you spent most of your life with. So it's like really curious um, what uh, what you're trying to categorize like their place in this world might be.
2: I don't think she would attempt communication simply because she knows she doesn't speak French and she's not confident enough to do so, but she would make them a cup of tea and approach them and try to hand a red fox first, a warm cup of tea and make the motions of drinking it. And she has her own that she sips just to kind of make sure they don't think it's a trick or anything. Uh,
1: The one um, referred to as red Fox um, takes the cup and like, kind of like feels it and um, takes a sip and like his uh, eyes kind of light up. And he looks um, at rising cloud and like passes some to him and they take, take a sip and passes it back. And father Noss says, I think they like it. What kind was it?
2: She smiles a little embarrassedly and says, "Uh, my personal stash of mint.
1: Yeah, I I have a a feeling they don't, you know, see it that often around here.
2: At least there's one thing we've got in common with them. They like their tea.
1: And Father um, Noss smiles because he himself is a coffee man. Eventually, Bjorn returns with uh, uh, Russ and Freeman in tow and the group Of you get to discussing terms of what sort of help that the natives would provide in the crossing and what sort of costs um, that it would uh, come up with. So, through interpretations with Father Noss, um, and we're not going to role play through like every little bit there because it's just going to be me talking to myself in not English, but basically, the idea would be that extra people and goods could be loaded into boats such as the one that they brought across transplanted to the other side and that spot that uh, bjorn um, put a rock by they said it is probably the least um least rapid spot in the area and some wagons could float some of them could be um like double teamed with uh, multiple sets of oxen and just driven through and but either way things would get wet so they're they're talking about how many trips it's going to take uh Ferrying various goods and the cattle and horses could just be driven across and hopefully could swim. So, Russ seems to accept this sort of plan and agrees to give um, some cattle in payment for this as well. But they are also looking for some manufactured goods and other treasures that you might possess. So, what I want each of you to do is kind of like describe what sort of thing that uh, you personally give up and trade to.
3: Secure passage across the river.
1: And let's start with Gregory.
3: All right. I guess maybe he would give a couple of... Like we have a lot of tools and stuff, So maybe a couple of... Nah, I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe like a couple of... Like some older hammers and stuff that he, you he could use for like metalworking, but it just, he feels like he could, he could get, like, get rid of them and not really be too impacted by it. Yes, they would very much accept the hammer from you. All right. Uh, okay. And Margaret...
1: What um what have you chosen from either your own um, possessions or from the uh missionary wagon to give up to them?
2: Margaret doesn't have much, but seeing that they are fellow tea enthusiasts, she goes into her personal stash of uh, tea and she gets a you know a couple of uh, grams of mint tea and maybe some lavender tea that she puts into the little cheesecloth baggies and offers it to them.
1: They are excited about this
0: and accept and bjorn i was kind of hoping that i'd be under the package of the other cowboys because i really don't have that much to give i got my book and my son and my guns you know like that's all i really got at this moment give him a couple bullets i guess i give him a couple bullets so i give him a couple like like five bullets yeah they i i guess they accept
1: it um but uh yeah, you don't really have a whole lot to give. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: And I'm all kind of like, okay, here's some bullets, you know? Hopefully, I don't like, need them.
1: <laughs> like, you could give them straight up cash, but like,
0: yeah, like, oh, that's, that's something
1: it? that, like, like they could probably use it in trade, but like, for them, that's just something you'd have to carry around.
0: So, yeah, like, do you want this English to Norwegian translation book? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Um, just uh, note that you are down some ammo. So. Hopefully you don't run into anything uh dangerous uh that requires you to, you know, fight it before you get to civilization.
0: I know, geez, what would lead me to think that would happen?
1: <laughs> so the the night is um spent in like relative peace as it's decided that the camp should up um remain up on this side of the river until another one could be established on the far side, and many of the uh inhabitants of the um, area as well as some of you are sent to like gather like bits of willow and stuff to make additional boats and baskets. Um, Gregory, Gregory, your supply of wax canvas is um, put to good use as a lot of the perishables are wrapped up into the um, canvas and a bunch of uh, boats are kind of lashed together and staged in the bank. And the the plan is to make uh, multiple trips off in the morning to ferry passengers and supplies over to the other side. So as um, the as the night um, winds down, is there anything that uh, you wish to get up to, any of you, or um, any scenes you want to have?
0: <clears throat> I was going to go have a talk with Sister Miller. Kind of get the idea of what happened before I talk to my son. So I'm waiting to see... Like what does Sister Milla do at night? Like what does she do it like what does she usually do at night or at the camp? Like hang around to the fire, I take it, or one of the fires?
2: Yeah, she would keep the fires warm, make herself a nighttime cup of tea, and then just sit there quietly reflecting on the day before, you know, she goes back to the caravan and does her nightly set of prayers.
0: I walk up to her and I sit down next to her and I say, Sister Miller, I thought you were going to bring uh, the word of Jesus Christ to the natives, not uh, a new addiction to uh, tea. It seems like you have other business ideas.
2: Well, it would help if I knew some French, Mr. Hagman. But unfortunately, it's just English and just a smidge bit of Latin for me.
0: Uh, it seems like you speak the language of uh, business there being afraid and then going and uh helping us uh gain our way ahead I'd say you've got a pretty bright future there and uh over there in uh, at the Missouri Crossing when we get there
2: well that's very kind of you to say but I would never aspire to such things
0: uh, who knows what we aspire to it could just be fate but uh, it, uh I kind of I got to bring it um, the subject of my son up yeah how he handed the situation today. I was hoping to get a uh, uh, your your uh, story that happened uh, behind there your uh, perception uh, your, your your story.
2: Okay, uh, well, you see, hmm, there's really not much to say, and she stops to think about it. She doesn't want to get the boy in trouble, but she also doesn't want to lie, so she's trying to choose her words very carefully. Well, it began in the river. I was uh, washing my foot uh, first, and then. Um, I decided I, I needed to sort of put my whole leg in the water. Your son was keeping an eye out, of course, being very brave and defending me in case anything came out to me. I don't know what kind of, you know, flora and fauna are about. I don't know anything about such things. I was washing myself and um, I came across your son. He came back. Uh, we had a brief exchange of words. Uh, and then that's when we noticed them. We We noticed these two figures. We couldn't really make out what they were. But based on the mannerisms, they did not seem like educated folk. And they were carrying something large. We didn't know if it was a body or perhaps an animal that they had killed. Your son very bravely tried to defend me and uh, fired his weapon. I suppose as a warning shot. I don't think he was meaning to injure.
0: That, uh, <laughs> Stop I'm like, you, you got good uh, storytelling skills, too, I see, Margaret Miller, uh, Sister Miller. Um. I stopped for a second. I'm like, I know he had a good attention. I just figured out how I have to handle it. I know Gregory spoke to him, and I was hoping that to eventually the boy, when we get to Missouri Crossing, he can work for Gregory. I thought maybe Gregory, speaking to him, will kind of build that uh, relationship. So I don't know if much needs to be said, but me, I mean, I'll think about some more. But he, um trying to give him purpose, you know? Like, uh, yeah, I can only imagine where he is... Um, but how he is looking at things. I like make a look image, you know, gesture with my eye, with my hands, like his uh, perspective on the world. And like you can tell when he says perspective, like he's been thinking about that word and he's finally getting it. And what is going on with everything? Um, Since the loss of his mother, I just don't know what is going on in that head of his. He doesn't speak that much to me on that kind of about that kind of stuff.
2: You know, Mr. Hagman, I I do hope I'm not intruding, but I do have a bit of a curiosity about your background. Um, I know that you've mentioned that your wife has uh, passed and she is with the Lord, but um, I don't quite know enough about how you ended up currently where we are i mean you had your wife you had your son you had a stable job from what it sounds like rather prestigious and now you're with a caravan of what seems like misfits just crossing the united states in the settlements Some, um, how does one make such a change
0: and you see there's a moment where like he like he doesn't stare at her he like he looks sideways at her because he's looking at the fire and then he, you could see like his eyes like his kind of He tries to have, like, around people, like, this kind of, like, lighthearted, in a way, sometimes, like, aloof attitude, but you see the moment where you mention that, he looks sideways at you, like, his look just gets, not stern, because that implies that he's upset at you, but you just see, like, it goes from aloof to, like, his eyebrows furrow a little bit, and then he looks at the fire again for a second, looks back at you, and he clears his throat, and he's like, I was wondering when this would have to be talked about, and I assume... That it was going to happen sooner or later, as much as what happened now. Uh, he like looks at the fire again. And there's a moment he's like, you remember uh, the other day when I told you that there is definitely some stuff, darkness in this world and there needs to be people like you in it?
2: Yes, I recall.
0: Yes. And I stopped for a second. He's like, okay, I, I used to be a constable, a police officer where I come from. I told you that before. And before my wife's passing, I was working on something, on a case. I sat for a second and looked at him and was like, "You, you know one thing that I like about America that makes me want to come here? The one thing that makes me want to come here is that it's fresh. It's everything is new. You can come here and you can start over. We are going to a new town where there's barely, barely, barely been there. Gregory's going to go there and be the first blacksmith there. I'm going to go there and I'm going to have a new life. You're going to go there, you're going to have a new life. And it's fresh. Where I come from, Europe, the old land where you come from, it's not. People have been there for a long, long time. People have lived there a long time. And thus, bad things can be there for a long, long time. Do you follow what I'm saying?
2: Um, I'm afraid not really. I, I can see that you're here to start anew, but you're not really making much sense. I'm afraid.
0: Well, listen, because it's hard to make sense of it all. The case I was working at involved people who who come from power for a long time. Their 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 fathers and their father fathers and their father, father fathers fathers. They have pres- they have riches and prestige, and. They do bad, there was one who do bad things and maybe we'll talk about some other time. But what I saw there made me realize that where I live, there's no fresh touch. And decisions I made sometimes I think caused it that my wife died because right after I did that case was done, she got tuberculosis and died. And maybe it's judgment for what I did. I don't know. We'll talk about this again. I'm not ready to talk about this right now, Sister Milo.
2: Oh, I am so sorry, Mr. Hagman. I did not mean to pry. You're right. It's a bit much. It's Thank not, you.
0: No, it's not your fault. It's just, I don't know. I'm tired. I try to be happy with all this is going on. But listen, I promise you, I will tell you. I will tell you later. I'll tell you one day.
2: Thank you, I, I appreciate that, and I sincerely appreciate all that you've done for all of us today. We we honestly would still be stuck with no way to cross the river without you.
0: Oh, I don't know. Your tea has powerful abilities. I'm sure you would have found a way.
2: <laughs> Thank you, you're very sweet. I do hope you enjoy the rest of your evening.
0: Yeah, and I get up on a pat on the shoulder while I go walking looking for my boy. If
1: historical APs with a supernatural flare are your jam, then the ultimate evil is just right for you. With inspiration pulled from the Satanic Panic, the ultimate evil takes place in the 80s as four young men reunite to discover the mysteries that surround their childhood mentor's death.